and so if this is uh, working for you, as we're getting all the live streams up, uh, make sure to let us know in the comments, uh, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, um, or if you're on uh, uh, Reinventing the Tattoo. Um, yeah, so today, ah, I think I just got a notification. We're on YouTube, we're live. Uh, today Good. is Monday, uh, July 17th, 2023. Um, Good morning, Amber. Good morning, Kyle. So great to see you both today. Um, good morning. Morning, sir. Yes. Uh, good morning, everybody. And so, uh, yeah, welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, I'm James Wisdom. I'm your host, and this is uh, um, this is our, our weekly drawing show that we do uh, on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. And uh, I think I'll go ahead and share my screen with you at this point uh maybe hold on <laughs> there's always there's always something right there's always something that's uh that helps helps us get get the uh get the show off to a great start so um <laughs> uh but yeah i think i think this is where uh this is where we like to start off with for the show the reinventing the tattoo homepage, right and uh yeah um yeah thanks youtube for letting us know uh yeah and welcome to guy Atchison's reinventing the tattoo community where tattooers apprentices collectors and the curious are all encouraged to join join us in these uh live stream and real world events um we're hoping to you know inspire and ultimately create uh better art and tattoos together um with your help we've evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand shows that have been receiving rave reviews. So uh, make sure to hit the like and subscribe. Uh, and also uh, we welcome your uh, constructive feedback. You can always contact uh, management at Reinventing the Tattoo uh, for more information. Um, okay, uh, remember that you can also find uh, Reinventing the Tattoo in these fine places. Uh, the Apple App Store, um, right? There's an app, Reinventing the Tattoo, the app. So it's very convenient, right? Take it on the go. Uh, Google Play Store, it's also available there. Um, Roku, we have a Roku page. 12 to 15 Roku channels going simultaneously, 24 hours a day. So you can always find, uh, there's tons of content, days and days worth of content. So you can always um, find that on Roku. Uh, we're also a podcast. So you can find the podcast on all the major podcast directories, Apple, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but remember, you can always find the latest and greatest here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, right, yeah. So uh, let's check out some of the, you know, some of the offerings here at Reinventing the Tattoo. There's all kinds of, uh, of uh, professional development courses from uh, 20, over 20 of the world-class tattooers, and they're always updating, so, um, Check out some of these courses. Right, complete course catalog, uh, reinventing the tattoo canon. So this is access to reinventing the tattoo, which is uh, you know started off as a three ring binder, um, but has evolved into uh, this amazing online uh, offering that you can get access to uh, the canon. Right, it's, it's full of information and amazing pictures, and of course, uh, it's Guy Atchison's um, educational book. Um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the history of electric tattooing. Um, this is a free course. Uh, it's, I believe it's from Jay Brown. 
um, and he runs it. He's a tattooer, and he also runs the Northwest Tattoo History Museum. It's very cool. Um, yeah, you can see a la carte. You can you can choose all of these, uh, you know, any or all of these uh, courses. Areola restoration, um, uh, the holistic approach by Nick Baxter, uh, B.J. Betts lettering, Bob Tyrell black and gray. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, so yeah, check it out here at Courses. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Right, 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 right. We have a number of weekly staple shows we'd like to highlight here. Um, and so if you scroll down, you can see, you know, some of these offerings here that you can, that you can find on YouTube, right? Beginning Sundays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, we have the Skill Building Sundays hosted by Jason Leeser. That's followed on Mondays, 9 a.m. Eastern, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. That's me. That's this show. Thanks for coming. Um, at, uh, I believe, yes, um, 11 a.m. on Mondays. Uh, we have the scroll down here, Tattoo uh, Weekly, 5 p.m. Eastern. On Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings. And at 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, we have the Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group. Um, moving on over to Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, we have the Tattoo Now Show. And at 6 p.m. Eastern, we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. Um, Right, so uh, we would like to uh, take a moment and uh, thank our sponsors. And so, um, World Tattoo Events. WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Lots of updates and conventions are rescheduling like crazy. So um, make sure to check out uh, WorldTattooEvents.com uh, for all of the um, upcoming conventions and uh, events in the tattoo world. Um, tattoo Now. Uh, tattoo Now is technology for tattooers, uh, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. Upgrades competitive with any CRM mailing list software out there. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to take your communication to the next level, uh, check out Tattoo Now, um, ask for Gabe. And, uh, of course, um, we'd like to thank Guy Etchison for being the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. Um, you can learn more about Guy Etchison by visiting GuyEtchison.com. Um, you can find uh, paintings, uh, prints, tattoo machines, as well as uh, learn more about Guy Etchison's story, uh, his origins as a painter, and then his development as a tattooer. Um, so, yeah, you can always... Uh, Check out the site, it's very cool. Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then my site, uh, tattooingwisdom.com, where you can, uh, I'm always updating stuff, always working on things, and so you can uh, um, always come and check me out. You can uh, schedule an appointment for a tattoo, or buy a painting, whatever you're into. Um, and so, uh, yeah, with that, uh, I would like to, uh, Get the show going. Hey, good morning, gang. So so great to be with you today. And um, um, yeah, it's this uh, this year is flying by for sure. It's already, it is. It's, mm -hmm. it's already the middle of July. So 
I kept thinking my week, my birthday's two weeks away. My birthday's two weeks away. And then all of a sudden it was my birthday. I'm like, it still feels like my birthday should be two weeks away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday. Um, happy you. birthday. When is I'm probably is it- 47. Yay. Very good year. So what was that, James? I'm sure it's a very good year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. So we had your birthday today or was it? When, no, when it was July 4th. Ah. Oh. 4th of July. Yep. Excellent. Me and my brother. Oh, really? We're not twins. <laughs> that was my next, that was oh, my next wow. question. We're not <laughs> twins. We were born five years apart. That's awesome. Yeah, so is it like, uh, do you have like birthday parties, like a joint birthday parties every? We did that yeah. when we were young, but now we we don't bother throwing a birthday party because somebody's having a July 4th party and we'll always get invited and they'll always include us as a birthday too. So but rather than spending all that money, we just go hang out with our friends. It's awesome. It's always... Uh, um... It's probably, you know, like, a, you know, a, an extra special holiday, right? If your birthday falls mm-hmm. on a holiday, like you get Christmas, is, you know, your birthday on Christmas or birthday on like, you know, uh, Thanksgiving or I don't, I mean, I don't know, like whatever. Um, April Fool's Day, whatever the day is, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always probably just a little bit better, right? With the- yeah, my daughter's birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. She hates it. Awesome. Um, well, I'm so glad you could make it today and so glad that, uh, Spirit, it's great to see you this morning too. How are you doing? Hey, what's happening? How are you? I'm well. Yeah, doing well. Good, good. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Um, yeah, Kyle, good morning to you as well. Don't want to leave you out. Yeah, morning. Morning, everybody. Morning, Kyle. Um, how, was, how was the weekend? Yeah. I, <laughs> so this is like, uh, for me, this is my weekend. <laughs> but I, right, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I tattoo, a tattoo on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And um, it's, that's when the, that's when the people are off, right? That's when the mm-hmm. people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, you know, you serve on the weekends, you know, you, you got duty on the weekend. So that way, um, yeah, you can, you could serve the people, but it's also, you know, um, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, it's interesting having a Monday off, you know, not everybody does it, you know, so it's kind of, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's going to be pros and cons to it. Um, but it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, weekend is now for me. Um, what are your all schedules? Anybody else have a, have a, you know, unusual, unusual work schedule yeah i'm uh i'm off on uh tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays i've been i've, I've taken three days off uh here just you know um because it just had the baby so this is getting more time more time to hang with her but yeah no i work weekends fridays fridays through mondays yeah mondays are definitely my day off mm-hmm. um i've been doing uh i take sunday monday tuesday off um, and then work Wednesday through Saturday. Sunday is my do nothing day. 
and then Mondays and Tuesdays are my drawing days, and then Wednesday, Saturday, tattoo days. I think this is interesting, you know, um, having a, you know, it's a four-day work week, however you break it up, mm -hmm. um, but it's having that extra, that, that day for drawing specifically, really dedicated to drawing, you know, like, you, you know, you probably need a day to rest, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's gonna, it'll catch up to you if you don't, right? So, yeah. um, but having that extra day where it's not really an off day, it's, it's a, it's a day to focus on your craft, a day to focus on, um, you know, developing, uh, you know, uh, your artwork, your practice, your, you know, the offering that you make, right? It's the, you know, the thing you do, but also the thing you offer. Because I think they're, you know, they're, of course, they're probably inextricably linked, but all, you know, they need attention. And so if you're tattooing all the time, uh, it can probably be, uh, you know, can probably lead to burnout in some way or another. Um, but uh, I guess I'm, so this is, uh, this is something that like, you know, I'm, re I'm really interested in like balance, right? Like trying to find some kind of, um, <laughs> this is not self-help, right? Or like, you know, self-improvement, but honest to God, like, you know, you have to, have to balance stuff. Otherwise it, it does, it balances itself out or, you know what I mean? Like uh -huh. kind of, uh, you hit a wall, you will. Um, yeah. So how do you all, how do you all sort of find balance and you know and doing your thing boundaries yes boundaries yeah um first uh you know you know when we start off tattooing i don't know um we are instilled with just this idea that the tattoo gods are watching you um and if you don't sacrifice you know, um, as much time, as much passion as possible. I mean, if you don't sacrifice even your children sometimes for tattooing, then you won't be successful, you know. Um, and there's just that mentality that is just very pervasive within the tattoo industry. And so uh, recently I realized, I was like, I have, to, I have to tattoo to live and not live to tattoo, you know. Because um, for a lot of my career, I was, I was like, I was like, tattooing that's it that's 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 it, it's everything you know um and and it just and it wasn't giving me what I needed to give after a certain point you know just like you said you hit that wall and uh boundaries are just great because you know I just have uh I have a particular channel that people go through in order to get a tattoo you know I send them to my website and right through that website they can set up a consultation no DMs, no text messages. My off days are my off days, you know. Um, you know, and I and I and I stick by that. And uh, and even like when it's time, you know, a lot of times when it's time, I used to stay three o'clock in the morning just to you know see how many tattoos I can get. Now I'm like, when it's time to go, it's time to go. You know, it's like no, no, I, I can't, I can't squeeze you in. I know it's small, but I I can't fit you in just come, come come back tomorrow you know there'll be there'll be it'll be there tomorrow you know um and uh sometimes you know and of course uh we, we live but we're, we're 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 essentially like a gig economy you know like we we have to get it while the getting's good but uh just kind of believing that you're gonna be the tattoos gods are gonna take care of you 
you're going to be okay, you know, um, just if you take care of yourself first. So that's, uh, that's one of the ways that I do balance. I think that's, I think that's very wise. Um, and it's, uh, it's difficult, you know, I think, mm -hmm. you know it's, oh, it, yeah. takes, it takes discipline and it also takes, like you were saying, courage because, you know, uh, it's easy to operate from this uh, sort of position of scarcity, right? You're worried that like, you know, the work's not going to be there or you're not going to be able to, you know, sort of, uh, uh, or yeah, like, or you're, offend, you're offending the, the, the tattoo gods, this, you know, the big other that's, that's there like watching you. So um, mm -hmm. I, I totally relate to it. It's, it's, and it's difficult, you know, like you were saying to, uh, uh, you were talking about boundaries and it's, Every, it's probably going to be different for everybody. You have to, you have to sort of maybe, but you maybe have to sort of reach them. <laughs> you have to right. get to those boundaries first before you know exactly where they are. Um, mm -hmm. But I, well, Jason, Jason, Lisa, everyone, thank you for joining us, Jason. It's so great oh, to, yeah, to have you today. Um, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I know. Uh, well, we were just yeah, talking about, uh, our, we were chit-chatting about um, work-life balance. Right. Well, oh, we're not, you know, yeah, we're not trying to think of it as, uh, you know, we're not trying to think of it as like self-help here. We're just, we're just being honest about like, what is, you know, cause it, it's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be some kind of relationship. You have, you have work and you have life and there's some, some relationship to it. And it like, you know, it may not be symmetrical, right? There's, there's an asymmetry to these things, you know, there's, Again, uh, spirit so like eloquently put it, uh, you know, you you like you don't live to tattoo, you tattoo to live. It's a means, right, to getting to this ends of living. But of course, you know, they both have to serve each other. Anyway, this is where we're at with it. What a what, I'm watching you. I, I, I don't know if I'm the best person to comment on that. Let's have it. This is great because now we you know, we wanna get we wanna get a, you know, a few different perspectives on this this issue so so i i i will press preface everything i'm about to say with the fact that uh let's see uh the for the past i want to say 20 years of my life 21 years of my life i've literally it it's it's kind of sad i'm not gonna lie um but did I, you say you're 21 no, I said for the past 21 years of my life. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say. Right. Yeah, I'm not 21. So. Oh, uh, yeah. 20, no, if I look 21, thank you. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, I tried to drink with a, a newly 21-year-old the other night, and it did not go well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it didn't. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was it. Uh, but I, I have a sick obsession with that. I do. I, I can admit that, like, if they had a 12-step program, I would probably sign up. Um, I wrote my senior high school term paper on tattoos in the workplace as a controversial topic. I wrote every paper I could in college on tattoos and tattooing from every perspective you could think of. If I wasn't writing something or doing an art project for, you know, my major, I was researching metallurgy so I could figure out how the different metals of different tattoo machines like why were some brass why were some bronze why were some steel why were some cast iron why were some aluminum i don't know what's the benefits what's the drawbacks 
What about spring theory, right? Because this was a big thing back when everyone was using coil machines. I wanted to know about my machines so that I could create the best tattoos I possibly could. I wanted to know that so that if anything happened, I could fix it, right? So where did, did you study it, these things? On my own. In, no, where? Like, what was the material that you studied? Oh, I've got books, books. I've got, um, uh, let's see. I've got a machinist guide to metals. I've okay. got um, a lot of information I found online through digging uh, interviews with people that I asked. I spent about a year and a half, two years working with a guy up 45 minutes to an hour away from me who used to build his own uh, tattoo machines from literally the ground up. Used to make his own binding posts, used to wind his own coils, cut his own spring stock. Uh, you name it, this guy knew how to make it and do it. And it was fascinating. And I spent a lot of time working with them, um, you know, just figuring out like, okay, well, what do I need to know about this? Like, what about frame geometry? Need to know that. What about, um, you know, why, why do I need to have X amount of gap in between the rear spring deck and the back of the armature bar, right? And how does that affect the machine? And what happens if I have more than that? What happens if I have less than that? What happens if I have a lighter armature bar or a heavier armature bar? Or what if I have a softer or stiffer front spring? What about the angle of the front spring? These are all things I, I wanted to know because in my apprenticeships, I was never really taught, this is what you look for in a good machine. And that's right. And that was my problem. You know, that was one of the, I know you got to finish the answer, but this is as interesting to me yeah, because that was my same, my same issue. I, that was like, he was like, you know, during your apprenticeship, there's just not a lot of solid foundation that you can stand on. There's just a lot of, you know, this person says this and that person says that. So it is interesting when you can find you know, information that is that is foundational and can help you. And, I, and 12 years tattooing in, I'm still trying to, I'm still really searching for this information. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, and it's just, sometimes it can be very ephemeral. So um, I'm just looking for these. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the same boat and I've been fortunate enough to go through and talk with a few people and get a general overall gist of all of the artists that I've met. You know, I always like to ask them, what do you look for? What for your tools? What why specifically were you drawn to the machines that you used on a regular basis, right? Because that has a lot to do with how they craft their tattoos. And you know, some people are like, well, I don't know, you know, I'm sponsored by this company and they gave me this machine and just figured out how to make it work. You know, and it's like that's cool, but like, what do we look for? What what's the intention behind this? Why do people run their machines differently, right? That's mm -hmm. a fundamental question. I have, I have a quick question. Um, yeah. Do you use coil machines often? Uh, not so, often. Not at okay. <laughs> no, I think that's, I, I love that because, you know, because the things you're talking about, they're like profoundly interesting. There's still a lot of tattooers that use coil machines. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got plenty for sale if, if anyone wants to buy some. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's useful. It's useful understanding. It's you know, like especially this, uh, the very specific stuff. Even like you know, you know, <laughs> the yeah. very technical, uh, the very technical things that are almost esoteric in a way. But you know, the magic of the tattoo machine. But it's kind of interesting, like you know, uh, so much, so much technology, you know, 
within the recent past was this electromagnetic coil sort of like yeah. application of that. So it was just so much more ubiquitous. So there were so many more people that were using it. You know what I mean? There was so much more mm. sort of calling for like, you know, again, like how springs are going to function. There is of course a very unique, you know, like relationship within you know, a tattoo machine to, to this, to that technology. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it is important. It's a part of the history, the, you know, the, of the thing that we're all a part of. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it is also interesting too, like, it, you know, uh, like really getting in depth with, uh, you know, some of the new, the new rotary technologies that are out there. And, you know, like I've enjoyed watching all of those, um, you know, uh, Carson Hills videos about his pneuma machines and stuff like that. They're like, guy's <laughs> like a mad scientist or something, you know what I mean? But, uh, but anyway, there's, there's a long, there's, there's a so much, you know, there's, there is so much information out there and it is really, uh, you know, it's just fascinating. It's a rabbit hole, right. That you can, that you can totally go down. And, um, but anyway, so back, Jason, I wanted, I didn't want to interrupt you. So you were, so you were doing this while you were in high school, you said? Uh, this was college. Okay. All right. Cool. While I was in college, I would take, you know, some extra time, I would go to the library, you know, instead of going out and, you know, partying with friends and, you know, being a social human being uh, or what people would call normal. Um, I went to the library and I started looking at all this stuff and I wanted to understand it more from an engineering perspective, right? If you've got a solenoid coil, which is essentially what the coils are on a tattoo machine, how do those interact with wire? Right. How does it work? Right. And, you know, why do some coils have more wire? Why do they have less wire? Why are some skinnier in the middle? Why are some bigger? And why are some taller, some shorter? You know, these were all things that everyone I apprenticed with, no one could answer these questions. Facts. No, Facts. One, no one answered my questions, and I, it was a very basic question when I was going through an apprenticeship. I said, okay, if I'm ready to buy a, a tattoo machine, what do I want to look for? What makes a good tattoo machine, right? And that's all I wanted to know. And every answer I got from every artist I was apprenticing with turned around and said, don't worry about that. You don't need to know that. Just buy these and we'll show you how to use them. And I was sitting back and I was like, That's because they didn't know themselves. Yeah, they, I was like, Well, but why? Why would I buy those? Well, these are the ones I've been using for 15 years and they will run, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, But why? Like, explain to me why and I'll believe you. But until you can give me the under the underlying reason why, how do I know you know what you're talking? Explain this to you. like tell me why and I'll do it right now. No problem. Right. But no one could explain to me why. Like you'll you'll get it eventually. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, you know, this this very sort of old story about like a you know young you know, young apprentice enters the Shaolin monastery, right? And so the monk tells him that he has to like punch this 
bowl of sand, large bowl of sand. He has to just punch it, punch it. Sorry for the, you know, the, the you know, perhaps the exoticism here in my in my story, but I I believe this is, you know, I believe this is a um, this is an ancient story. Anyways, so so this this uh, you know this young you know young monk in training, he punches his bowl of sand day in and day out, all days, punches it, punches it, punches it. So one day he just had enough, right? He just simply had enough, and he's, you know, he goes, uh, you know, in a fit of rage, he says, you know, like, why do I have to do this? And he and he, he pounds the table and smashes it to a million pieces. And then, you know, it's like, this is why. <laughs> this right. is why you did it. Because it's you don't understand it, and I can't tell you why. You know, it's, but you're, it, but it, it helps you to develop, you, you know, like and channel your you know, the strength that's within you. Um, so, uh, I hear what you're saying. It is like, you know, there's this, like, again, this is a, you know, more technical term, but a hysterical sort of cry about like, why do we have to do it? I, I feel the same way. Why do I have to do this? You know? Um, that's a great story, by the way. I might, not, I might, I might retell that. Wasn't, it, yeah, it's all yours now. Why. It's everybody's story. <laughs> so. for, for me asking why it wasn't because yeah. I was questioning <laughs> what they were trying to teach me it's because i wanted to understand it at a deeper level i hear that and that's what i that's a part of what i mean too is that like yeah. it's uh, there's this there's a certain there's a trajectory i think of our development it's you can't understand it yet you know what i mean it's yeah. or it, like it's going to escape our it's going to escape our sort of everyday or our normal understanding i I think I think I think I think what uh I think what's happening is so what what James is saying is you probably didn't have the capacity to understand ha capacity you probably didn't have the capacity to understand in the way that they would have explained it to you you know what I mean because you're just kind of just an early tattooer at that point that's probably I was even just looking for a basic explanation like oh you want a liner that's going to run consistently that's going to have the same amount of hit every single time it goes up and down and you want that to run faster than you want a, a shader i could have understood that cool i don't know i don't i don't that, know that would have been enough that, for me okay you, 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 you can't know that there's no way that you can know what you can understand if you haven't been tattooing for that's you know true. for as long as these people have been tattooing but the one thing I have picked up on and the one kind of answer that I've gotten throughout the ages from lots of different artists was consistency, right? You want uh -huh. a consistent machine. You want a consistent hit. You want a consistent movement, you know? And I used to work with a guy that was very old school and I... I don't know how I did it, but I worked with him for almost 10 years and I never got tattooed by him. Uh, part of the way I got out of that was because I just kept myself so busy doing things that I didn't have the opportunity to, which is good because I really didn't like the guy and his work was something to be improved upon. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years. Great. You still suck. I'm sorry. Sounds um, like my first apprenticeship. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you have no concept of art or understanding of what can be done. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah. uh -uh. Um, you know, and I used to ask him like, dude, 
why do you run your machines so incredibly hard? Like, so, like, I mean, this guy, he tuned all of his machines so that they could pound a 10-penny nail into them. I mean, they were brutal. I never wanted to get tattooed by this guy. Absolutely not. I mean, I don't know if he tuned them for maximum hurt. <laughs> like, I don't know if he did that on purpose. But, like, people could only sit and get tattooed by him for, like, an hour at a time. Is he still tattooing? on? Don't know. Apparently, according to him, when I left the studio, I died. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I've died that way before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've died a few times, James. We've had this I've died a few times myself. But it's like, I remember sitting down and thinking about it. And, like, I picked up a couple of... I, I've owned machines by Aaron Kane, um, Ernie D from Deluxe Irons. Those Aaron Kane machines, pulse machines. Cute. Aaron Kane, if you're dude, a, if you're a coil person, you know what I mean, and like you know, dude, oh. you check out. Yeah, Kane Veritas is still going strong here in New Jersey. Veritas are good. He makes um, great Keith machines. B, Keith B makes some of the best machines, in my opinion. He's only about um, twenty minutes from me. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, phenomenal builders, phenomenal people, right? I mean, these guys have a better understanding of tattoo machines than I ever will. Um, but it comes down, and it's one thing I notice from every well-known, reputable builder that's out there, and it doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if it's Shag Built, doesn't matter if it's Joey DeSormo, uh, doesn't matter if it's uh, Ernie D., uh, doesn't matter if it's Aaron Kane or Paco Rollins or whoever. Um, it was consistent right? every time. Didn't matter what you loaded it up with. You could run a 15 mag in those. You could run a nine mag. You could run a seven mag. And when that amateur bar came down and went back up, it was consistent every time. And you would have a consistent hit with a consistent stroke with consistent tension every single time yeah i, I mean but there's so many other factors that go into building a good tattoo machine other there than are. consistency it's, it's really it's really difficult to to kind of nail yeah. down one and especially when you want to yeah every artist is different and they have kind of different you know ideas of what they want their art to do and it's really difficult to to <laughs> to explain that to you know a young apprentice correct now that consistent message is something that I got. And I was like, okay, well, consistency. Okay, okay. Maybe this old school guy I used to work with just used to tune his machines that hard because with all of the rubber band tension he put on there and all of the bend in the needle bar that he used to put on there and like all of this other stuff, it was like, maybe it was the only way he could get that machine to run consistent. Okay. You never know. You know what I'm saying? You never I, know. I, I don't. And that's, that's fine. You know, that's what he, that's the tools he likes to use. And that's fine. I respect that. Well, I think, uh, you know, it is kind of, uh, oh, yes. I think that there's, um, what's interesting oftentimes is, uh, you know, when we're younger, we, we you know, we get, we get sort of, you know, sort of given this picture thought, you know, sort of like it gets really concrete, you know, like, uh, uh, like Santa Claus delivers your presents, whatever, you know what I mean? There's some explanation that fills this gap, right? There's a, there, 
because there's a gap in an understanding. There always is one somewhere. You know, if you keep following it down, there's always going to be, there's always going to be a gap. And so um, what I like is as you mature and as you, you know, you sort of start to embrace that, you know, that knowing that absoluteness of like, there's always going to be a little, there's <laughs> always going to be a gap. Um, sort of you get to understand it in a more abstract way. And so this whole idea, like you're saying about consistency of the machine, it has to, it has to be, you know, synergistic with your personal consistency. Like how, you know, like you have to be, you have to be able to drive that thing because mm -hmm. even the best one is not going to just do it for you. Like you have to sort of, you know, well, come, you have to like, you know, attune yourself to, you know, to this thing that's ready at your hand. And so, um, uh, but I mean, that's what I've also heard about, like people who hammer nails and stuff like that. Like, you know, after so much sort of like doing it, you, you know, it sort of becomes like, it's just an extension of their body. Right. And it's like, invisible. Mm. they're just like, you know, they could have a conversation with you, you know, like that's, that's the way, <laughs> you know, I think that's, uh, um, that's the way some tattooers operate too. They can just sort of conversate and like, you know, they could just, you know, look away and still work. <laughs> <laughs> they could do do whatever, uh, but I think, um, uh, yeah, there's there's always going to be this gap, you know. There's always going to be something something new to learn, right. and so uh, um, I think like you know, it's like you're on the right track, and it's just embracing that that's the thing, you know, the, mm -hmm. the figuring out yeah. the why. That's the whole thing because there's never going to be yeah. that answer that's going to satisfy you anyway and stuff so well I, um, I did i did get an answer that finally satisfied me no -uh. i did come I did. on this, <laughs> this wasn't up until seven years ago um, okay you know uh well seven or eight i forget which but i remember talking to a, a pretty prominent artist um and i was like okay well what do you look for in a tattoo machine you know i'm, I'm on the quest to find the the best one for me and they said all of these machines that you've mentioned that you own are great machines and there are artists around the world doing incredible work with some of these machines that you've mentioned they said break it down scientifically okay when you're using the scientific method you go through and you eliminate as many variables as you can and then you adjust individual variables to see what impact they have on the outcome, okay? But you need to maintain consistency with everything else. He said, now, let me ask you this. What is the biggest variable when it comes down to applying a tattoo? And I, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I felt like a caveman being given fire, you know? And he's like, you, you're the biggest variable. Your hand pressure, your hand speed, what mood you're in, what angle you're at, how that machine sits in your hand. He's like, you are the biggest variable. Hmm. So what you need to do is take these machines that are great and learn how to use them. You know, he's like, yeah. adjust yourself to that machine and you will never have a You problem. have to include yourself as a mm. subject within this science that you're doing, exactly. right? Like you can't divorce the fact that it's you doing the, you know, exactly. observation in it. Um, 
and I, I was think, I think that's I think that's very important and so I'm, well, you know, I'm glad that you same said thing that. comes down with painting right you can give eight different artists or you know pick an arbitrary number of artists give them the exact same paints give them a blank canvas give them the exact same brushes and look at the different product that comes out from, from them using right I mean maybe you'll have a Cy Twombly maybe you'll have a Monet maybe you'll have a Cezanne. your favorite <laughs> maybe yeah no maybe you will but also um well so since since we're on the you know we're talking about inspirations and artists we like to talk about art here um i'd love to show you all uh this is an artist that i you know i just i really love this artist um so uh not sure if you've ever heard of mark nelson or not but um but Mark Nelson is an illustrator, does like comic books and stuff. Um, let's check out the, oh, oh God. So good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, um, well, uh, so once I got a chance to meet Mark Nelson, you know, uh, I was in school and he, you know, came to, to do an artist talk and he you know sort of talked about his process he played a fun game you know with us you know with the students and it was like all right you know like name an animal vegetable or mineral right <laughs> you know he kind of gave us like these three different categories and then he came up with this whole new creature like on the spot without any reference all he had was just these abstract you know just words you know, and then came up with a new concept kind of based on the, uh, like, just a, like, you know, just like some, some very, like, again, just some very abstract notions. Um, and then so, uh, like, it was, I, he has definitely sort of a very, I think, re, uh, recognizable styles. It, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, when you see the work or when he develops it, it you know, it looks like his sort of thing. But, um, uh, but anyway, no, it was just a fun game. And it's like, like, how, how on earth can you come up with these things? And to be honest, uh, you know, it, it really kind of starts with, you know, well, consistency, right. But also there's a, there's a real kind of like a simple approach, simple, basic shapes that, uh, um, you know, that he develops. Um, what's really nice here is he's, he's, he's like been so kind to show us, you know, sort of the, the process kind of going backwards, but you can kind of see, uh, he's still, I, I, I believe that what, um, you know, he, so he uses this blue pencil. I think that's, that might actually be that sort of non photographic blue pencil. If anybody's familiar with that, like back in the day, you know, graphic designers and illustrators and stuff, they would, they would use this uh, this very light blue pencil to do layout stuff, so that way they could ink things, and then you know the the pencil wouldn't show up. Uh, the blue pencil would show up like in, in you know photographic representations and stuff. Um, you can get them at Michaels and stuff like that. I get them all the time. Totally, it's uh, you know it's like if you've, you grew up using them or something. That was why, mm -hmm. but you know it's like what we you know what also is nice is that it it gives you a very sort of uh, light tone, you know what I mean? The tonal value isn't so strong that it just becomes distracting. It's mm. something that you can, you know, it's a, it's a, 
process of building and then you can like you know sort of lay things in you know and make your uh make things more definitive you know kind of like you know just sort of like any kind of foundational building process you construct something and then you know it's uh becomes more you know through emphasis right you start to control our eye move our eye around and stuff um but he also includes, you know, with sort of these monstrous figures, a lot of like sort of figurative studies and the figures are really beautifully rendered. And also, you know, they're very, uh, uh, they're, there's like, they're, uh, they're very accurate, eloquent figures, but they have a gesture to them, which is nice. It can be, you know, we practice figure drawing here and it's like, so we know it can be, you know, the, a challenge, right? Just kind of capture daunting. the gesture, but then also make it accurate and stuff. So. There's a real, uh, there's a real art to it. Here's the, you know, even, even further back in history, we're going back in time, right? This is very generous, I think, yeah, for artists cool. to do, you know, to like to kind of show yeah. the process. I'm yeah. not always so comfortable with it personally. I really feel like I, you know, it's something I, I want to, I want to, you know, like get more in touch with. Um, I mean, because it, you know, because. It's like you can see it. He put this one on, and then you know, a few weeks later, yeah, or you know, whenever he works really fast. That's that's what I that's what I learned about <laughs> about him watching his demonstration. You know, he can work very quickly, um, but then you know, like put this one on, and then you get a little further. You put the next one on. What if it doesn't work out? <laughs> you know, what if it always looks unfinished and that sort of a thing? So you have to have like you gotta have the confidence and to know that it's gonna you know. You're going to be able to make something, you know, that's really, you know, uh, the, the quality is going to, you're already seeing the quality, right? And you know what's going to happen. This is, I think, similar to starting a freehand piece on your client, right? You have to, you know, you're going to start it. It's going to look like hell. <laughs> it's going to look crazy. Yellow or an orange yeah. and then build up with red and green yeah it looks it looks insane and then you're like you and you see it you know what i mean you can see what you've got going on you know you're like all right i can see that i know this is going to be awesome and you're like all right customer check out what i draw for you <laughs> you know what i mean it takes a bit i think of you know it takes a bit of leap of faith right in both yourself but you know also the, the customer um anyways uh nice Wow. Yeah, some atmospheric stuff. Um, it was really interesting, you know, there's a, at this, you know, on this date, you know, in history, everybody, right? There's a, there are wildfires that are, you know, burning in Canada. And it just so happens that, you know, like where I live, uh, we're getting a bit of the smoke. So it's atmospheric. So in a way, everything looks like a painting outside <laughs> everything looks more like oh a, really it, yeah that's like you know the so like the trees are much more layered right because there's like this atmosphere between them so they you know they have like it's that's the trick that painters and artists use to you know sort of mm. give you that depth that atmosphere you know it's, it's not as intense it becomes more you know becomes bluer in a certain way like everything has a background almost what's that like 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 every it's like the smoke is giving everything like a background almost yes 
And what's also interesting too is like, you know, as the sun is setting, you know, you can see like it, it changes the care, you know, the character of the setting sun, right? Like, mm -hmm. Makes it much more flat. And, uh, uh, you know, it just looks like this, uh, it looks like a sci science fiction movie mm -hmm. special effect. You know, right? Like, wow. Like, well, that's just how it, you know, it's just like you see it, it's just the sun looks strange and you're like, um, yeah, because you see the sun. You can't stare at it still, it's still the sun. But, <laughs> but it, but there's a certain like, there's a veil that's sort of been placed on everything and it's this, this misty atmospheric stuff. Um, yeah, dystopian future, anyone? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's here. Um, but anyway, no, it's, uh, well, I, I, I was thinking about Mark Nelson. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, I checked it, I hadn't checked him out in a while and I, you know, um, uh, here he is. I wanted to share him with you all. So you could all also love Mark Nelson. Maybe, you know, that's my suggestion. You know, you have to, uh, make your own mind up. Um, but but he's very consistent, <laughs> very consistent in his, you know, in his practice and approach. And that's the thing that, you know, he would, he would tell this story about like illustrators, you know, that I keep saying this back in the day, but you know, like throughout his experience, uh, being an illustrator, uh, they would start off, you know, in the morning and they would, they would, you know, they would do thumbnail sketches, they would do concepts or something. Um, you know, in the afternoon, then they'd sit down and, you know, they'd have some other project that they were like, you know, in another stage at and they, you know, they'd, they'd crank out all this background or all this environment or, you know, or render these characters and stuff. It's, uh, there's a lot of labor that goes on into, you know, sort of the production of, production of artworks. Um, and so, you know, we, I, we're familiar with that to a certain degree, but, um, but yeah, it's just, um, it's, it's incredible, I think, to, you know, like, so many, uh, there's so many ways that all this stuff gets applied. But, um, you know, the style that you bring to things, and then, of course, like, the, the approach that you have to them, um, it's what, it's how it develops, right? It just This doesn't just happen, is, you just saw, there's all it this. It is refreshing to sometimes, um, I'm sorry, James. What are you saying, Mio? One more time. I, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. Uh, uh, sometimes it's it's with conversations. It is a little difficult with Zoom because you kind of want to interject, but then the, the sound is not the same. So I apologize for uh, uh, interjecting. But I, I I definitely understand what you mean when you say that there's a that, that there's really really hard work and tedious work behind this artwork, and it sometimes. Sometimes it's relieving to know, to 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 find that out. You know, um, like I'm, um, I am taking a course uh, in learning to do realism, and just the steps that they take are just so meticulous, and and I and and it's just just a relief that they these people don't just wake up and just spit it out, and they just know how to do it. You know, um, but the, yeah, there is a process, and I just, I just wanted to pick it back on that. Continue, please. No, that was I, I love that, and I think that's exactly, you know, um, that's what I'm trying to relate. You know, 
to you mm-hmm. all, to myself, you know what I mean? Just to remember, you know, like that there's, we can, you know, uh, we can look at this finished product and, you know, start to think, you know, I don't, you know, compare yourself in, to some, in some way. But I think mm-hmm. the real comparison is that in, that they have to work hard. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like we have to work hard to do the thing that we do. And, and uh, you know, um, and anyway, yeah, back to this whole idea, you balance stuff, you know, as you're working hard, uh, you have to figure out uh, s- some way. Um, yeah, you have to figure out some way. You should be liking these things. So, um, look at that. So fun. No, it looks it looks like the eighties too, which is very, you know, mm-hmm. very fun. <laughs> and that's I think a part of it too. You know, some you know, these they're these images that define eras and stuff and that I think, you know, I'm really interested in that. But almost getting back to our whole notion of, you know, like a good tattoo, bad tattoo, I, it's it's funny. You know what I mean? It's like uh you know, I recently had to do, you know, but had to, recently got to right i got to do a, a design that a you know that a, a client had brought in and it was uh um it, there was a certain kind of you know crudeness to it you know the the outlines were shaky and stuff it, it had like a childlike quality to the drawing but i it wasn't it wasn't that it was you know it was sort of like delightfully crappy let's let's say it like that and so uh you know it was interesting to execute this thing there was a there were some challenges in trying to make it sure that you know i was like maintain the fidelity of the the image um but but that gets to this whole thing like that's not what i'm interested in personally as far as like i don't want that you know i don't want to have that on myself per se or i you know i'm not that interested in doing them but there's there's nothing wrong with it right it's like tattoos are so expressive there's you know what you like is what you like Artwork is the same way, right? It's so it's so specific and individual. Um, you know, what you really like is, uh, um, I think, is is just sort of this mirror of um, uh, of your spirit. So, anyways, um, that's the uh, that's the, this is what I wanted to share. Was uh, you know, it was a little bit of artwork. Somebody, somebody who I admire, and I I think they're. Um, I love I love seeing you know when they share stuff and I love seeing their work. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Thank you all for checking that out, uh, Mark Nelson. So yeah, give him a follow and. Um, absolutely. What's that? I'm absolutely gonna follow it. Oh, awesome. Pen and ink. Yeah. No, I think. What's his name? One more time, Mark. Mark Nelson. Nelson, sweet. Yeah, Mark Nelson. Um, so yeah, there's something you know. I also follow Tim Biedron. Uh He's under "Only the Dead Are Smiling." Uh, he's a he's a really fantastic tattooer. Um, let me see if I I'll share that. I would like to know what that means. Only the dead are smiling. With that, curious. Let's see here. I, I think I can. I think I can share. I, 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 get, I, I see a, bills and stuff. So, one more time. I said they don't. They don't have to worry about bills and stuff. So I could see why they're no, smiling. No, that. 
Yeah. Actual. Facts. <laughs> so today, yeah. anyway, so here's Tim Tim Bedron and uh, um, just uh, oh, I, I, you know, so in my mind, I kind of relate the you know a, a, a bit, right? The Mark Nelson sort of aesthetic, and then I don't know if I don't know if they are if Tim Bedron is even aware of him or not. I don't know, but at the same time, there's there is something really kind of. Uh, very tattoo-y, right? But then also very illustrative, you know, because, so, I mean, his tattoos are amazing. Let's see this fish guy. Mm. That's fun, right? Sort of, a, you know, there's a, there is this, there is a separate, there's like a this bit of distinction, right? And like, there's, like, there's a photo realistic, right? And then realistic. A realistic sort of being just, you know, something that represents you know, reality, right? But photorealism being you know, copying this photo, very, you know, a high degree of like uh, fidelity, or, you know, you're very, you're trying to, you're trying to very, you know, sort of closely follow a photograph. Um, mm -hmm. So in this one, you know, there's a bit of stylization to the fish. It's very close to almost like a photo. It's right there, you know, but then the, the waves are so stylized, you know, so it represents this thing. Um, it has a, a, there's a real, uh, you know, Japanese finger wave aesthetic going on with the waves, which I think is so, uh, just so appealing. Just very, you know, there's something very fresh, I feel, you know, about like this application of, you know, this mashup, right, if you will. Because, um, you know, like it's likely this fish is, you know, uh, Japanese art, like the koi fish is, you know, would be like a, a native fish that they see all the time and, you know, Largemouth bass is it's probably more like a North American sort of fish. <laughs> so anyway, interesting, right? You know, you like borrowing from the history of art and sort of coming up with some new kind of, uh, you know, um, construction, some new kind of thing. But yeah, this, I love this one too. Mmm, that's oh, look at that. Beautiful. Anyway, yeah, so only the dead are smiling. It's Tim Bedron, like and follow him as well. Check him out. I mean, because, you know, it's uh, this work. See, there's uh, some details and stuff. It's like a skull face, the basket, frogs and toads. Gorgeous. Yeah, and there's a gestural sort of pencil thing going on. You know what I mean? There's all this render, um, and it's, uh, you know, there's all this use of tonal value and positive-negative relationships and all, you know, like things that we, we do like to talk about a lot. But then there's, you know, there's edge and line, and all of these things are a part of it too. Uh, it, it all adds to a, you know, emphasis. It all adds to... Uh, trying to make it, um, you know, lead our eye around so so we can start to develop a story out of these shapes, right? We take these shapes, we apply a language to it, and then we sort of have a, um, you know, we can make up a narrative in our mind, right? Because images aren't narrative, they just, you know, they just help us to evoke one, and that sort of a thing. I don't know, these are, go on and on about it, so sick. Oh! Mm. Wow. So awesome. Um, 
just wild. See, is there some different close-ups of this one? A lot of detail. Yeah, like that's enough right there. You can stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spear, you were talking about like you know, you're do, you're doing this realism thing, uh, of course, and you're you know, so there you're talking, you know, you're learning about rendering and stuff and different and different practices. Um, um, help, yeah, analyze. Help us analyze this one a little bit, right? Give us some. Give us some. Um, what do you think about it? What are your where? Uh, what are you noticing in it? Um, um, definitely the, the curvature of the wing, just kind of how it, you know, curves in front. Um, I'm just really liking how they were able to do the texture of the feathers and the cross hatching. There's a lot of cross hatching there. Wow. Look at that. Whoa. That's cool. That's a that's exactly what I was uh, I was noticing too was the hatching, right? Because like you know, I think a lot of times we want to just get in there and blend, blend, blend. You know what I mean? Get all blendy with the. <laughs> but you know we can't do that when we're tattooing, right? Especially you know like whatever, right? But um, mm -hmm. but yeah, but like having these sort of marks that that are going to be a part of it, I think is so. Uh, um, can can give so much character, and of course, too, like you were saying, there's these forms, like the curve of the wing, um, the cross hatching really starts to, you know, give us a description of that as well. Kind of, you know, goes around the form and you know showcases its uh, the qualities and stuff of it. Um, so I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's exact. I think I'm I'm you know I'm definitely on the same sort of like. Uh, fascinated with the same things as you're saying like you know seeing this seeing the shapes the forms and then also all the hatching um mm -hmm. so so important um anyway yeah so can you go back to that real quick i just wanted to bring up one thing that you brought during the yeah no i definitely can give me a moment and i will i'll bring that back bring it on back mm -hmm. gotcha Yes. Yeah. So just like uh, the the second layer of uh, of wing here, I just really like how he was able to do that um, separation of the dark and light. Like it's so subtle, but like it was. You were talking about that in class one time. Um, just how you you know you're just able to to separate the dark and the light and just make edges as opposed to make like making lines and just how lines are um, just shorthand. Um, these i just that, that was that's kind of a really i really like how he was able to do that i um i think that's like just a very uh very important note to make about it you know that there's there's overall right like you know this this entity right this being here the the crow raven it has a certain overall kind of value right there's a tonal value associated with it um but by being really judicious about like how the values are related to one another we can see you know he, he left this you know a slightly lighter edge that's like mm -hmm. a line you know what i mean it ends up becoming like a line you know rather than we just think about you know just a line has to be always dark or something no right you can you can make your line this you know 
uh, this very light value thing and it again sort of adds emphasis um, but then here like you were saying that this this edge of one layer of wing against the you know a feather rather than the next it, it does like it just makes it so interesting but still you know they're they're part of the same hmm, uh, we relate them to the same being right they're all they're all yeah. part, like this figure against that background and there's a minimum mm -hmm. distance between like being able to discern the one from the other so i think you know like that these are the things that you know you got to do you know just to jason's point about like you know really studying the history of machines and how they work even if you don't use coil machines all the time it, it gives you so much insight into how you know what's going on with them and and then of course like asking the questions but then spirit like you're you know you're doing um uh like realism course and stuff that coupled with all of the other things you're doing working hard and then you know like you know uh we do this i think they all they all have this combinatory effect everything sort of combines together and you know it's it's hard it's slow going you're right. literally making connections, you know, you know, neurological, neurological connections in the brain, you know, and it does, it does take time. I mean, and then, and then there will be that one, that one connection that will light up your brain like a light bulb. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta be there for it, don't you? You know, you gotta what be I mean? there for it. <laughs> you gotta be there for, for the event, <laughs> right? That's it's, right. Well, you go, you know, it's like, maybe, maybe you go and do something and it's like the same old, same old, and it's always is every time, except for that one time, like you say, is that one time where something, something is different, sends you down a new path, or you like, you know, or you meet someone new or whatever the case may be. And it's like, that's the event, you know, that's the thing that changes everything. And you wouldn't have known it. That's that's like destiny, right? Like, <laughs> you know, to, you know, like we can't we can't know what's gonna happen, but it's only like after it does, we can look back and be like, oh, look at all the signs it was pointing towards this. <laughs> this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Mm -hmm. It's like there's no way you can know it. You can't predict the future. Really? I don't believe. But you can certainly like look back and say, ah this predicted the future <laughs> this predicted that that was going to happen that way it's very funny um but but anyway i don't know, i love I, I love tim bedron's work um I, I think he's uh he's out on the west coast these days but you know he used to be um used to be uh tattooing in chicago uh deluxe tattoo i believe um he tattooed there for a long time um so yeah so Got to see some of his tattoos in person and they're you know they're they're amazing so anyway yep just wanted to you know show show a couple of artworks today um get your week off you know on an inspired note um <clears throat> and so oh. uh, yeah no i think that's uh i'm i'm so glad let me let me invite you know some comments or some you know, some other, anybody has other things they'd like to share. Um, or I, uh, if you got drawings you want to share, I'd love to, love to, to showcase you. 
So all right, I'm working on this uh this realism skull for the class I'm doing. Here we go. I right. wanted to get everybody's opinion. So this is what I'm working on here. Oh nice. Thank you. Incredible. Um yeah, so basically uh um this is so what I found is this shit takes a long time. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, and it, you know, you're not just, you know, it's not, it's not just putting the pay. I mean, you're really just sitting here, just, you know, just pushing, you're literally pushing sand. You know what I'm saying? You're pushing individual granules of graphite here. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I thought it wasn't so. Um, I thought it was just. It is refreshing to know that there's so much work involved in this. Um, uh, I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't. I thought that I thought that you just had to have a certain type of brain in order to do this kind of stuff. Or I thought to just, you know, you you. Um, you had to grow up doing drawing that kind of stuff, but not and not that there's not like a, you know, there's a formula of it. So there's a formula, and the sacrifice is time and energy. You know, um, can, we, can we see it again? Oh yeah, totally. Just want to check it out. I yeah, oh. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Yes turning out so well um and you i i really think that you've done a really great job at matching up the the tone right mm -hmm. you know you're putting the you know it's even even like i can just barely make it out it's very subtle and like you know so in a drawing i think you can do this and maybe maybe with the well with the tattoo you might have to like add more emphasis but the um the eye socket on the on the shadow side you've even got that a little darker right in your drawing mm -hmm. it's darker in the reference i mean it's just a subtle thing yes but, you, know, you can but you can sort of you can feel it right there's there's a sort of a you know it's palpable in that way so um would you like me to pl i can plug the class in the chat i don't know if you guys are yeah sure that. definitely um you know let us know i um <clears throat> i know i've seen uh I know I've seen that skull before, but at the same time, um, it seems it's it's it sounds like you're really getting a lot out of it. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's. But yeah, right. You get out of it what you you know what you put into it and stuff. So um, up, all right. Sharpen those pencils. You got. <laughs> you got <laughs> to keep those pencils sharp. Carlos Lopez. Mm. Or Carl Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Lopez. Have you done this course, Jason? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I, I have it, um, and I bought it a while back. Um, kind of breezed through it, and a lot of the stuff I saw in there was a lot of stuff that I picked up in uh, art school. So, shit, sure, sure. For me, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a good review. Um, but it was all like basic fundamental stuff, like. You know, when you're looking at values, look at shapes. What shape is this? 
you know, how does this shape compare to that shape and how does this tone compare to that tone? And the thing is, what I love about it, right, what I love about it is they actually have a video of where they walk you through it. Like, they, like he's actually doing it himself and you're sitting next to him doing it. Um, and so for it to be the basics, like this is, this is what I need. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. You know what I mean? There's, uh, a, um, it's perfect. there's, there's a book out there that you may want to pick up a copy of, by the way. Um, I found it to be very enlightening as well. Great compliment as well to the Carl Lopez kind of course. It's called Mastering Realism uh, by Mike DeVries. Uh, Mike DeVries is the co-author um, who's the uh, Drawing Techniques for the Modern Tattoo Artist, uh, Lanny Markaski. Um, and I can find a link and I can drop it down to you. Um, but it, it goes through a lot of the same stuff. It's through Memento Publishing. They do a lot of uh, tattoo-based books. But it mm -hmm. goes through a lot of the same things. Um, it goes through and it focuses on edge and edge versus line, um, light versus. And what light, I found is lights, what I stuff. found is that the, it is the consistency that is helping me learn the most. Like if I go somewhere else and read the right, if I go somewhere else and read the same thing, then okay, this is true. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you start to notice common themes and common messages throughout a lot of it. So yeah. But um, that book was phenomenal. Um, Thank you really for that information. That. I appreciate that. That's great. I, I, you know, I love this. And I think this is exactly this whole, you know, like you were saying, pushing sand. You know, I was telling that story about punching sand. It's the same sort of thing, you know, like uh, you, you, you have to put in this work, you know, and then you there's some there's some kind of focus that comes from it you know what i mean and and um i think we saw i'm hoping that what we saw today with the work of mark nelson and tim bedron that like uh they're really creating these original compositions but they're using their experience with being able to surrender um you know in, in this highly representational perhaps even photorealistic way like it it informs the way that they that they create these new things, and so um, a lot of the stuff that you know that that I like to talk about is very, you know, it's very basic, you know, uh, almost <laughs> it's almost uh, it feels silly at times, you know what I mean? Just there, there's a there's it's right there, but I do believe that you know it's it's being able to sort of use all of that stuff to build up to what it is that you you know expression if you like mm -hmm. right? like having having an expression that starts to generate more energy than you put into it that's when the, mm -hmm. that's where the magic is you know what i mean like, Ooh, I like, like yeah. well you are gonna put in all this effort you know and you're gonna you're gonna make works that don't really do much Right, it just it, it happens, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, right? It, it's not every single one of them, but there are some that just they just work. You know, they just seem to do 
it just seemed to generate more energy than, than you put into it. So it is a really, mm -hmm. it is, I think it's a real magical um, experience. But, um, um, yeah. Kyle, what are you working on? I'm just like, I see, I see you drawing over there. I'm, I'm so curious. I want to look over your shoulder. Oh, uh, I'm just uh, trying to figure out uh, the assignment for tonight. Um, oh, I jumped around for assignment. quite a few good different morning. things. Elise. Um, oh, hey, Elise. How goes it? Pretty good. Elise, I woke up a little late today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Nice you to join us. It's great nice. to see you. Yeah, I was listening in earlier, but so. I was uh, spying. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're checking out. Uh, we're checking out Kyle's. Uh, let's see, we'll check out. We're just checking out Kyle's drawing. Mm. Oh, to me, so nice. You know, like a, a battle owl. Why not? What is this assignment, Kyle? What are you? What are you referring to here? What are we? What are we talking about? The uh, Monday night drawing class, man. <laughs> the Monday night. Uh, Subscribers exclusive drawing group, yeah. It's and Guy Edison's reinventing the tattoo. Yeah, that that's this is awesome. Um, so Battle Owl, that's Tell awesome. Yeah. Uh, just like like you guys are saying, pushing sand around, trying to figure out uh, what I like the most. So uh, <laughs> I've gone through so many revisions of this dang thing, um, but yeah. It's a good one. Dude, I love it. Um, and this is like, so you know, this is, a, this is a piece you could, you know, you're going to be able to sell to somebody. I was about to say, I would totally wear that. Oh, me, is this a Harry Potter um, theme piece? It could be, definitely. I was thinking about oh. it. I was drawing it. Oh, nice, nice. Like the, the project is just um, a half sleeve of an owl. Mm. Um, or, 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 you know, either a chest or a half sleeve. Uh, this shape, uh, I don't know if it would really fit the arm very well. Like if I added stuff on the sides, it'd probably be a little bit better, but um, it definitely adds the possibility of having a lot of like empty space around it. So I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, uh, but yeah. Gosh, yeah, create contrast with textures and feathers and background, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. Just a little objectives and shit, but yeah, that's nice. Uh, I really uh, like the feather texture of being able to um, tattoo your own, your own artwork. Um, I got to start on my elephant. <clears throat> Granted, I took a picture after I put a wrap on it, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 in the process of. So I am super excited about that. So awesome. yeah, so it's an elephant with wing ears, feather ears and stuff. And oh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's very cool. Um, awesome. Well, I'm so, I mean, that's so inspiring, I think, especially if, you know, if, if for those of you who are, you know, uh, if you're, if you're new to, to this show or, you know, or if you're, you know, if you're actually in the subscribers drawing group, you know, that like, this is the, this is the potential, you know what I mean? You, you could actually spend that time developing something that you could, you know, I mean, you could do as your own custom work. I think you're kind of, you know, 
I, Kyle, I know you've been working for a long time. You've been tattooing a long time, but I just, there's a certain, like, you know, there's a certain degree to where, like, I see, I see your voice. <laughs> if you like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your artistic voice is, seems to be, you know, really the sort of shining through in a certain respect. So I, you know, I think you be, so you see growth. So as a so, so you have seen growth in Kyle as a result of being in this class in, in, in the uh, drawing group. Well, I think just uh, like, so there's the way that Kyle draws and that, you know, and he's, you know, he's always refining it, always developing a bit, developing it, but I'm seeing these actual designs that are kind of like, they're theoretical, right? Mm -hmm. This customer comes in. And so here's a couple of references, make your own thing up, you know, and you get that chance. A lot of times customers bring in a reference and it's like, you got to do that thing. You know what I mean? But if you can actually like synthesize that stuff and create your own. And here Kyle is doing those. He's actually, you know, he's, he's making up something completely different and people are loving it. And they're just, they're coming mm. to him for it from all over the place. So that's a, you know, that's what I mean. I, you know, I think, um, yeah, is, is, is he, is, is he developing, you know, is he like, um, becoming stronger? draftsman illustrator tattooer from from all this work oh, absolutely but then of course like it's so great to see you know what i mean your colleague like you know making these achievements you know what i mean jealous yeah, I, I i love Kyle's. i love Kyle's work like i'm yeah. i'm such a fan like, <laughs> like Thank I'm, you. i'll be a fan yeah i'll be a fan girl hey kyle where do you live uh i live in tucson arizona okay or it's way too damn hot, but you know, such is life. <laughs> cool. I've been but, to um, I've been in Arizona. I went to Hell City one time. To 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 add to to James, I've I've definitely seen improvement with my artwork. Um, what I used to do to what I'm doing now, and what I'm continuing to work on. Um, like a lot of things, it's the consistency. Showing up every Monday, uh, going Monday night, trying to draw on this stuff, and in, in between um, appointments and stuff like that all the time. Um, just that consistency. Um, and I've definitely seen improvement in um, all aspects, uh, my tattooing, uh, my artwork, um, my professionalism with my clients, just like all around, like I've seen improvement everywhere um, as a result of this class and being able to talk to everybody on this show. And um, gosh, just, yeah, just being able to meet everybody and talk to everybody and just to consistently work on my artwork and put my artwork out there a bit more and just focus on it's just it's all around improvement like i have certain things that i'm looking for in my own artwork and in my tattooing that i want to see but like it's still just yeah it's i've got nothing but good things to say about this reinventing course like i love it that's what's up yeah. i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go ahead and join this goddamn class um <laughs> Uh, cause I did the, uh, is anybody, I, I feel like I'd be hard. Does anybody else have anything to say? Is anybody else inspired by what Kyle Go for say? it. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, nah, because I did the, um, the, uh, the reinventing, uh, you know, just the course. I'm just kind of like, I haven't, I, I haven't taken it. I kind of been like, you know, slacking a little bit, but you know, I still care, you know, life and stuff, had a baby and all that good stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah. But uh, I really like, I just like the kind of the idea of the um, the class where you just guys get together and you just talk about your art and you, you, know, you teach each other's work. I really want to, I'd, I'd like to be a part of that. That sounds really super fantastic. 
it's yeah it's it's awesome to be able to hear like different uh views on like what you're working on you're like oh i didn't even think of that you know and you like you know you work on that and it's just it's it's awesome it's fun um and it's just yeah there's always so much information there's a lot of information in the course i'm not gonna lie like it's holy cow <laughs> <laughs> um it's you can you can bite it when you want you know you can you can sit down and have some dinner with it whenever the hell you want like yeah that's eating that elephant that's all you can do so yeah that's real. But, well jason's an alum of the you know of the of the course and it's yeah so um yeah yeah there it is well we can't we can't really you know like say enough good things about it but again you know it's like that's what's cool is there's it's like no pressure you know what i mean there's no pressure you can come if you want you know you if have to, if you have to take the the day off you can do that too um we're not really taking attendance there isn't a grade right but again you you know so but you do it because you're drive you know what i mean you want to you want to you know you want to like improve you know you want to improve what yeah. it is so James, um, if, yeah. if you want me to show some examples of what this course can do i'd love to i'd love yes, to see that. yeah let's see it here i'm gonna i'm gonna spotlight you for everyone Jason. So yeah. I, this was one of the first assignments uh, that I jumped into the Monday night classes with. And this is what I came up with for the assignment. Um, you know, thinking like, oh, okay, well, you know, I've read the book, you know, what else could I get out of this? Blah, 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 whatever, you know? And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's all right. It's not the best, but you know, and it, it really pushes you to work a lot faster um, and really, pick an idea, commit to an idea and execute the idea. And so I'm sitting down and, you know, I put in some extra hours and whatever, and I'm thinking, all right, it's not bad. It's cool, but you know, whatever. Um, and I saw a whole bunch of other people's work and then I started really investing time into it and everything like that. Fast forward a little while later. And, um, you know, I think this is one of the, uh, this was a draft for one of the last ones that I did. Mm. Um, but it, it forces you and pretty really serious, yeah. helps you take things to another level. A lot of these are just quick little assignments. Um, certain ones of them, like we had to draw a class, right? Which is not easy. Um, and there were elements inside of this glass bell and, you know, just sketching around and whatever. Once again, I didn't really put too much extra work into that. They have different assignments on Chrome, uh, different assignments on lots of different stuff, hands. Uh, this was a final project assignment that I put Ooh. a little bit of extra time into. Nice. Love. Um, I'll bring the background up a little bit so you can actually see it a little bit better. I don't yeah. know how, how that's coming through. Have you tattooed that on anybody yet, Jason? No, no. I actually turned it into prints not too long ago because um, no one was getting it done. So I'm like, whatever, I'll make some money off of it. I'll turn it into a print. Um, but it it's one of those things where down to the scale texture, the way that the underbelly moves, um, the reflective lights, uh, the way that the water moves with the amount of contrast there, the contrast and texture between the smooth, the scales, and the rough rock. You know, these were all things that I picked up, you know, against the like slight wood grain texture in the horn. 
Um, these are all things that I picked up through the Monday night course, right? I mean, just looking at that alone, looking at, you know, where's my light source? How's that going? Um, this was another assignment. Uh, just focusing on texture contrast. It's like, cool. Well, you've got scale texture, which is pretty rough, but still very regular. And then you've got the very smoothness of the water. Cool. Great texture contrast. Um, you know, wanted to have a very distinctive light source in there pointing on the head. So does that light, does that bright white light hit just the head? Does it reflect off of some of the other scales? You know, how's everything else, you know, positioned? Once again, I, I think I, I like how you did that. You really kind of like put the intense light right on the, you know. That's, I like that's really, really, really nice. Interior I'm, light source. I'm feeling that. You know, having a glowing object. We had to do a shell um, and a lighthouse. Wow. Pick your combination, right? Um, and I went with interior light source to show this really illuminated glow of the shell being the light in the lighthouse. Um, once again, one of the many things that you work on in the Monday night classes. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, how would you go about approaching this? Where would be your brightest brights? Where would be your darkest darks? How would you show that light rolling around various types of objects? You know, these are all things that are covered in the Monday night classes. Um, I still hop in every chance I get, but uh, for the past few months, life's kind of gotten a hold of me. So it is what it is. You know, we have things like metallic, right? How do you draw chrome? How do you draw brass? You know, they're not easy things. Yeah, to do. how do you draw chrome? God, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. it's a lot more difficult than a lot of people think. You know, there's a basic way of like the old school cheat way to do desert chrome, right? But if you really want to look at something and really make it chrome and look like it's chrome, it's a totally different ball game. So Absolutely. just some examples of uh, things that were done. I love the way this guy turned out. Mm. Um, that was cool. Yeah, this one, I think this exercise was on focus. And of course I had to pick like the most difficult version of focus, which is a mid, a mid ground focus as opposed to a foreground or a background. I was like, well, I want the focus to be in the middle. Right. But how do you emphasize you know, you can't have so much texture and so much detail on the foreground. So I just kind of roughed those guys in the little uh, succulents, left the tree that it was supposed to be sitting on pretty vague, had this little succulent in the background pretty vague. Um, you know, no real major definition in a lot of that stuff. So instead, I focused a lot of the detail on the scorpion itself and, you know, really wanted to go through and kind of stress the amount of detail in that because that's going to bring my focus to the middle ground as opposed to the foreground or the background you know so that one was really tricky and really difficult just i totally underestimated how difficult it was to get mid-ground focus in there so well i mean i think i think it's it is really really wonderful piece and i could see this i could definitely see this becoming a tattoo or a print or you know maybe maybe you've already done both but um but yeah, yeah that's i haven't, I haven't very cool. it but so. i would love to so yeah. excellent um but yeah that's just an example 
Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Kyle, you too. Thank you for sharing your progress. And then, of course, this, you know, um, so if you're in the Monday night class, stick with it, right? The Monday night group, it's, uh, I think it can be really useful. Um, I know I've gotten a lot out of it personally. Um, but of course, you know, if you're, if you're on the fence, you're thinking about it, um, you know, come join us because it really is, uh, it's, a, it's a great place to, you know, develop your skills. Oh, that's beautiful, Jason. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Mm. Yeah, I love the edge lighting. Mm. Yeah, very nicely done. Um, so um, one more, there was one more announcement uh, that I wanted to give, and that is, you know, it, it's it regarding, um, one second here. Yeah, it's regarding um, uh, Ben Shaw's Discord group. So if you're in the if you're in if you're on Discord, um, you should consider uh, joining a Ben Shaw's uh, um, his group. It's really dedicated to the Alliance of Professional Tattooists, but also sort of keeping ahead of like all the upcoming legislation, regulatory uh, issues that are that are going to be surrounding tattooing. Again. I know a lot of people probably just totally resist this and, you know, like we don't need any rules and we don't need any regulations. We're fine already as an, as an industry. Um, that's another conversation. However, these things are happening, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so we can either be a part of the conversation or it can happen without us. Additionally, uh, groups like the Alliance of Professional Tattooists or APT uh, is a is a great way to organize um, our collective voices. I know that it does. There's a fee, so there's a there's a certain rationality about like why do I got to pay another fee? You know why am I gonna? What do you do for me? Well, it's it's the group that we have, right? And we're stronger together, right? It's not a it's not a union. Right, it's a trade organization, right? But it's it's a way, you know. So if you're a tattooer, uh, you should consider. Or if you're, you know, if your livelihood is impacted by tattooing, you should consider joining and supporting APT. And uh, there's a there's a meetup today at um, at 10 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. If you're um, so, uh, it's open to all of the people on that Discord server. So anyway. Um, it's a benshawarchetype.com. You can, you know, you can check it out. Um, that's today, uh, July 17th, 2023. But again, if you can't make it today, you should join up. Right? There's new people joining up all the time. with another great community. It's important, I, I think. I really do think so. Um, so anyway, that's it. That's the show. It's all right. Been a live one, and I think we 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 talked about lots of stuff. Um, I do want to. I'm going to plug real quick uh, my upcoming appearance on Jason's show. <laughs> Jason, I'm scheduled to be on your show uh, on Sunday the thirtieth. So I will. I'll see you there on Sunday skill building with Jason Leeser. Um, yay! Yay! Yeah. So. Uh, um, and, and so we're trying out this new thing with uh, reinventing the tattoo streamers where, you know, we're inviting guests to come onto the show and, you know, show us, show us their work, talk about their projects. Maybe, you know, for us, it'd be great if, you know, 
we'd love, you know, some new exercises, <laughs> you know, some new drawing techniques and stuff like that. Um, we love seeing that stuff. And so, um, so anyway, hopefully we're going to be having some guests uh, in the near future, but, but Jason, I'm going to be a guest on your show. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Very Thanks exciting. for reaching out. And, um, so, um, and thanks everybody for sharing today, you know, your thoughts and your work and for joining us. It really has been, um, you know, we couldn't do it without you. I really do think that it's, you know, we are again, stronger together. And this is, uh, uh, you know, um, this is a really great group. So really happy to, to have everybody here. Um, we're going to go around and just do some final sign offs. So if you, if you can, you know, uh, tell us who you are, where we could find you. Um, Amber, would you mind kicking us off? Sure. As always, thank you for hosting this. I get so much out of this group every week. My name is Amber Morgan, and you can find me on all social media sites under Amber Morgan. Thank you so much. Uh, I saw recently you posted, I think it was like, it might have been a throwback. It was like a um, Tasmanian devil tattoo. So that was actually a birthday present for a friend of mine like eight years ago. Hell yeah. There were, uh, I just, I don't know. I just remember, you know, like growing up seeing everybody, like even the most badass, you know, people had Tasmanian, ta you know, devil tattoo and like, you know, Bugs Bunny and stuff like that was the thing, you know what I mean? So it was so great to see that, you know. I did a lot of Tazes that year. Hell yeah. Anyway, it was, it was a very nice tattoo. And so um, it was great to see that. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. And thanks for coming today. Really great to see you. Thank you for hosting. Of course. All right. And uh, Kyle Olson, hmm. you, you're on the spotlight. All right. So my name is Kyle Olson. I tattoo out of Trinity Art Collective in Tucson, Arizona. Um, if you need in if you need to get in contact with me, uh, you can get a hold of me via the website, trinityartcollective.com, or you can hop onto the Instagrams and find me at Olson underscore tattoos, O-L-S-O-N. And, and thanks for having us on here, Jason. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, uh, it was like so awesome to see your progress on your project today, Kyle. And then also, you know, just uh, again, it's like, um, thanks for sharing the, you know, the, you're doing these tattoos based on the, the, you know, the work that we're doing together in, in our class. And so I'm, you know, again, it's, it's great to have you come on, share your insights. And then also it's, it's just, you know, second spirits motion there like you know we're all we're all really fans of your work so thank you again for coming thank you guys thank you of course all righty uh who's up next uh spirit hey what's up um this is uh spirit i am over at uh, black widow tattoo shop in columbia south carolina you can find me at uh tattoosbyspirit.com Tattoos by Spirit, Instagram, Tattoos by Spirit on TikTok. Um, I really enjoy this class. I really get a lot out of it. Um, and I, I'm really just excited about the, just, you know, growth and all that good stuff. Um, aside from all that, all that uh, um, can I, like, call you guys ever? I'm, I'm going to put my number in the chat and, like, maybe just if you guys put your phone numbers in the chat if you don't mind maybe i don't know if you want to ever just you know um just talk about tattoos or something 
you know, sometimes sometimes Mondays is just too far off to just be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Now that's so I'll just I'll put my number in the chat right now. And uh, you know, if you guys wanna hit me up. Very cool. Um, and then I think uh, you know, so I really I really appreciate <clears throat> You know, all, all of your, you know, everything you shared today, Spirit, but also I just want to say as well, um, you know, it was really great uh, getting a chance uh, to see your progress in the 10 Masters course. Um, that's That drawing is is stellar. Um, so I just... Thank you. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway, I just, I really appreciate your, you know, you coming on and... Um, I'm gonna give everybody a minute. Make sure to make sure to save those save those numbers if you if you can. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I can probably just take a yeah shot. Okay, got it. Okay, great. So um, I got those. Anyway, um, Jason, you are up, my man. Give us your sign-offs. So uh, my name is Jason Leeser. I host the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Groups every Sunday at 1 p.m. I uh, would like to invite everyone to come out to that. would also like to do a quick plug for the Paradise Tattoo Gathering uh, coming up in October. Um, it's going to be absolutely epic this year. I can't wait. Uh, Andre Malcolm is going to be there. Corey Ferguson, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Network. Tom Strom will be there, um, who I'm really excited to see. Uh, Just a whole host of just absolutely incredible art. Andy Chambers will be there. Can't wait to take that seminar. Um, And I'm actually doing a seminar on Procreate while I'm there. So I'm I'm very excited to to be a part of it this year. Um, If anyone ever wants to reach out to me or get a hold of me, um, well, those of you that put your number in the chat, I'll send you a Otherwise, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Philly Inc. Uh, it's right up here. There you go. Uh, go through. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm always down to talk about tattoos or art or whatever. Um, also, if anyone ever needs prints made, let me know. I do that as well. Uh, it's a service I provide for people that are a part of the reinventing community. So if anyone ever needs anything made, let me know. That's awesome. It, uh, thanks for coming on today jason really is uh it's always a pleasure um enjoyed like our enjoyed our conversation about machines also thank you for sharing your your you know development your artistic sort of uh journey and so um it's great seeing your work uh looking forward to seeing you at paradise i'm also gonna be there i'm going to paradise uh yeah um um, if you have any specific mediums you'd like to work in, let me know. I'm organizing the collaborative art area. Um, so I'm bringing acrylic paints, oil paints, chalk and charcoal, a roll of tone tan, uh, drawing paper, roll of uh, white heavyweight paper used for mixed media, um, just some different stuff, some like pre-stretched canvases. Uh, but if you have anything specific you want me to bring, let me know uh, and I'll be happy to bring it. 
Yeah, we should crochet some stuff, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't think I have anything to crochet. I, I, I know. I, I do. I, I know. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, um, yeah, this is good. <laughs> it's great. You know, I'm so, I'm so glad you come on. I'm, I'm looking forward to Paradise. I'm also going to be, we're going to do Drawing for Tattooers live from Paradise. So, you know, um, ah, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Anyway. Thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate you for coming on, uh, as always. And I, you know, definitely, hopefully, see you next time. But I'll definitely see you uh, in a couple of weeks. So, um, all right. And uh, Elise, if you would, me. would uh, love to know where we could find you. Uh, I'm Elise Morrow. I'm a Chicago-based 3D artist, and uh, you can find me at Elise Morrow Visuals on ArtStation and Instagram, uh, or find me at EliseMorrowVisuals.com. Amazing. Um, thanks for joining us. It was, you know, it's always a pleasure to see you. Um, Thank you for so, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure we'll catch up later, but at the same time, mm. you know, again, it's just, it's great you could join. Uh, yeah, so thanks, thanks for coming. Um, all right, and uh, I'm James Wisdom. Uh, you can find me on social media and the internet, Tattooing Wisdom tattooingwisdom.com. Um, this has been Drawing for Tattooers. I, if you're still here, you should definitely like and subscribe. Um, but please join us next week uh, where we will continue our artistic journey, uh, talk about fundamentals, talk about tattoo, talk shop, you know, no big whoop. But also, uh, you know, it's always great to have you. Again, couldn't do it without you. So, um I hope you all have a, a fantastic week. Happy drawing, right? And we're going to see you next stream. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thanks.